Welcome to the Dasco, Reverend Randy Impact's anointed teaching ministry. This message is selected from the vast teaching archives of Reverend Randy Impact. As you listen, may you be blessed and imparted with divine wisdom. And now, today's teaching. Now, I'm talking today about how to grow in grace. John chapter 1 verse 14. Say, I'm not ordinary. Libra The Bible says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Praise Jesus. This is talking about Jesus. This talk, it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He's talking about when Jesus came to us as a man. He made his dwelling among us and said, we have seen his glory. The glory of one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. My interest is in the phrase, full of grace. Full of grace. Now, we all know that Jesus Christ was a wonder. He was a sign. Jesus Christ was so phenomenal. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. His life was such an amazing life. A life of success. Jesus was victorious every single day. Jesus was never defeated once in his life. He turned water into wine. His life was just an adventure of the supernatural. Praise Jesus. Jesus was on top to the point that the Bible said when the Romans came to him and demanded a tax from him, he sent Peter. He said, go into the sea. Cast the hook. You will find a fish. In the mouth of that fish, you will find a golden coin. It means that Jesus was limitless. Nothing could limit Jesus. The man walked on water. The Bible said we beheld his glory. That's the glory of the one and only. The begotten of the father. His life was full of glory. How did Jesus do all of these things? You know the Bible says that the things he did we will do and even more. But the secret is how are we going to do it? It is wrapped up in this scripture. It says full of grace and truth. So what propelled Jesus to become a sign and a wonder in his generation was the fact that he was full of grace. Full of grace. That means to be able to get Jesus kind of results, you need to be full of grace. Grace is what distinguished Jesus Christ. Grace is what set him above the others full of grace now it means that if Jesus was full of grace it means that grace is in measures say grace is in measures there are different measures of grace as for Jesus his grace was full you know something has to be full before it can start overflowing so what we saw in the life of Jesus was the overflowing grace abundance in his life how do you grow in grace 
How do you become a sign and a wonder in your generation? How can you have Jesus kind of results in business, in ministry, in your marriage, in your life? You need to be full of grace. That means that everyone possesses a measure of grace. But first of all, we need to know what grace is. Because you see, you cannot grow in something that you don't have an idea of. And one thing I realized when I was preparing this message is that many people do not have a proper understanding of what grace is. The church itself has become weakened by the kind of description that has been given to the word grace. The Bible says he was full of grace. Now, since I became a Christian, what I've heard people say is that grace is God's unmerited favor. How many of us have heard it? Grace is God's unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. It makes the church look very weak. God's unmerited favor. That cannot be the full definition of grace. Grace is far more than that. When you look at the church, you say, oh, a people who are experiencing God's unmerited favor. So unmerited favor means you don't deserve it and it has been given to you. So it affects your value. So everybody says, oh, um, grace is God's unmerited favor. How can you say amazing grace? Look at it. There's a song like that. It says amazing grace. You see, why are you still singing that song? How many times were you lost? And how many times were you found? Can't you continue life? Can't, can't you just continue from where you were found and live the life, the course for which you were found? Why do you keep going into the past? You say grace is amazing and all you remember of grace is how it took you as a lost person and you are found. What about the life of Christ? So we never even enter the life. We are always singing, you know, being emotional about, oh, I was lost. I used to be a prostitute. I used to be a drunkard. Now I'm a churchgoer. Glory, hallelujah. It doesn't end there. That's the beginning of the work of grace. But people dwell there. I'm no more what I used to be. <laughs> I'm no more a smoker. I'm no more a drunkard. But what have you become? Don't you think that what you have become is more important to God than what you have been saved from? But we never even think about it. Then we say grace is amazing. What makes grace amazing? That's where I want to draw your mind to. Grace is not only God's unmerited favor. To say the totality of grace is God's unmerited favor is to limit the scope and capacity of grace. And grace is not a religious jargon. You know, people ask you, how are you doing? So by the grace of God, I'm fine. The Christian is not fine. The Christian is reigning. There's a difference. The Christian is not fine. I'm fine. Thank you. And you? No, 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 no. You are not fine. You are in charge. 
So much that people think that grace is a greeting. So, when you meet a Christian brother, you say, by the grace of God. Because you are being religious. You know, you must just use the word grace so it looks like you are religious. Grace is not a religious word. Grace is a person. Grace is a person. Bible says the law came through Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Jesus is the embodiment of grace. The Bible says full of grace. So grace is not like a, a religious jargon. And people who say I'm fine by the grace of God is because maybe they are auntie. They want to prove something to their auntie or their uncle or their pastor. But then when they meet their colleagues, so how are you? You say, oh, Charlie, we do, Charlie, you know. You know, it, it's because they, 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 they see grace as just a word to be used to suit your conscience in a religious context. And when you go to a place where you don't want them to know that you are, you know, you don't use grace at all. Grace is not a jargon. It's not God's unmerited favor only. Grace is bigger than that. The Bible says he was full of grace. How can you be full of grace? That means that grace can grow to the point where it becomes full in your life. If you say grace is God's unmerited favor, then there's a scripture in the Bible which violates that. Luke chapter 2 verses 40. Let's look at that. This is talking about Jesus. He says, and the child grew and became strong. May you become strong this week. I said, may you become strong this week. The Bible says he was filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. Now, put unmerited favor there. It reads, the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom. And the unmerited favor of God was upon him. Do you know what you have said? Jesus was perfect God and perfect man. Jesus was sinless. To say that the grace that Jesus received was unmerited means that Jesus did not qualify for that grace that was upon him. But Jesus was God's only begotten. He was chosen because of his capacity. The Greeks describe him as monogenes. That means there's only one type of his personality in the whole universe. You cannot say that Jesus received grace that he did not merit. If you say, well, once I was a sinner, say by grace, once I was a sinner, say. <laughs> you know, all our songs is about the past. But it's never about who we have become. Hallelujah. If you were a sinner and then God saved you, you can say grace is unmerited. But the Bible said the grace of God was upon Jesus. How do you say that? Jesus never sinned once. He was perfect. That means he merited the grace. So you cannot say grace is just God's unmerited favor. There is more to that. 
What then is grace? Let me define grace for you. Grace is the empowering presence of God. Enabling you to be who God created you to be. And to do what God has created you to do. Did you hear that? Is the empowering presence of God. The empowering presence of God. That enables you to be who God created you to be. And to do what he has created you to do. That means without grace, you cannot be what God has created you to be. That means that anybody that is struggling to fulfill destiny, the problem is a lack of grace. Sufficient grace for what God has called you to do. That means also, anybody that is able to fully achieve whatever God created them to be, has provision of grace. Grace is God's presence that empowers you to be and to do. To be and to do. So when God's grace come upon you, you are empowered to become. Empowered to do. There's no limit on your life again. That's why as you journey in this Christian life, you should pursue to grow in grace. Because it is grace that gives you a successful life. Say, I am graced. Say, I'm growing in grace. So the more you grow in grace, the more you are empowered to become victorious in life. The more you want to see success in business, the more grace you need. The more success you want to see in your academics, the more grace you need. When grace is present, victory is available. When grace is absent, failure manifests itself. He said he was full of grace. May you be full of grace this week. I said may you be full of grace this week. Grace distinguishes you. It makes you unique. It makes you stand out. You are empowered by grace. Nothing can limit a man that has received abundance of grace. The Bible talks about the Macedonian church. It says they lacked so much, yet they gave so much more because of their grace. A man walking under grace can never be disgraced. It's not possible. The enemy can set traps for you. Grace will cause you to escape it. Grace is the presence of God that empowers a man. Full of grace. Now quickly, how do you grow in this grace? You must first know that you have received grace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. The Bible says, for by grace, through faith, you have been saved. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So every Christian has a measure of grace. But what you have is not enough to take you to where God wants to take you to. Why do Christians struggle? They struggle because of the lack of grace. There's a measure of grace that you need for every level that God wants to take you to. 
It says, for by grace are we saved. So at salvation, you were given a measure of grace. But you need to increase in that grace. As you increase in that grace, you become what God has said about you. God said to Jeremiah, he said, before you were formed, I knew you. And I ordained you. That ordination is enabled by grace. Without grace, you cannot become a prophet. Though God has declared it over your life. So to be able to fulfill all that God has said concerning your life, you need grace. And when grace lacks, your life halts. Because you need a supply of grace to empower you to the next level. Say, I receive grace to grow. So, at salvation, you receive grace. But, look at what the Bible says after this. 2 Peter 3.18 You have received grace, but the Bible says, but grow. But do what? Grow. It says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be all glory, both now and forever. Amen. So that measure of grace you have at salvation needs to grow. Many of us are still at the level of grace received at salvation. That's why most of the things we want to become have become a desire. Listen, to enter a certain financial dominion, you need a certain dimension of grace. Grace has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with God's capacity upon a man. That's why you can be in the same class with somebody. We call it what? Classmates. But when grace abounds on your life, you can be classmates but not grace mates. Because grace sets you apart, empowers you to become, and empowers you to do. Every success in the kingdom of God is sponsored by grace. That means what you need is abundant grace. Grace enables you. That's why Jesus was flawless. It was because of grace. He had more grace. He was full of grace. May abundant grace come upon your life. I said may abundant grace come upon your life. You will only excel by grace. Excel by grace. You will be remembered when the grace of God is upon your life. It's a function of grace. Men don't know why they are fond of you. It's the grace on your life. Men don't know why they are so kind to you. It's the grace of God upon your life. When you increase in grace, the world begins to respond to your heart desires. When you increase in grace, goodness begins to come towards you. When you increase in grace, everything you touch becomes a blessing. This week, may you grow in grace. Yeah. I said this week, may you grow in grace. Yeah. Grace is an empowering force. Second Peter 1, 2. It says, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Three ways to grow in grace. Number one, devote yourself to teaching. The more you hear the word of God, the more you begin to grow in grace. Devote yourself to teaching. 
Second Peter 1, 2. It's a grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God. So you see how grace is increased through the knowledge of God. So, if you're a Christian and you are not reading the Bible, you are not studying the word, you cannot increase. Grace cannot abound in your life. And listen, one of the signs that grace is missing in the life of a believer is the struggles they go through. The struggles they go through. The oppositions you face. But the more you study the word of God, the more you grow in grace. Grace is a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Number two, devote yourself to prayer. Hebrews 4.16 it says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So grace helps us. Grace helps us. If you need help, grace must be present. If you need God to move in your life, grace must be present. This week, what you actually need is not money. You need grace. You need grace. Hallelujah. And when you pray, that's why we pray from 12 to 2 every day. Why? We want to increase in God's grace. Finally, if you want to increase in grace, you have to devote yourself to kingdom stewardship and service. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God. which also... God bless you for listening to this message. Subscribe to Reverend Randy Impact on YouTube and all other digital platforms to receive more messages that will transform your life. Stay connected and prosper.